Twice a week, Van Lathan and Rachel Lindsay dissect the biggest topics in Black culture, politics, and sports on their show, Higher Learning. They discuss the most important and timely conversations while also frequently inviting guests on the podcast and occasionally debating each other. Check out Higher Learning on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian, tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Listeners, welcome. This is Sound Only. I'm Justin Charity. And I'm Micah Peters. We're your Sound Only co-hosts. Here to talk about the baby. <laughs> <laughs> In a slow and dramatic cadence. <laughs> Can I, okay, listen. We're going to talk about the baby. Anyone listening to this podcast probably even knows what, like, the shorthand for we're going to talk about the baby means. We're going to talk about uh, some wildly homophobic <laughs> comments Ugh. and subsequent doubling down and things like that. Yeah. Off the off the top of this conversation, this is a conversation I think we're both like I, through critic teeth. Have it. Yeah, yeah. It's teeth. just like it's it's uh, it's definitely. I mean, like, we were kind of having this discussion off air before we even began recording this, where I was just kind of like, taking this seriously is a losing game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's, 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 okay. Here's the thing. On sound only, right? We, we're haters, but we talk about stuff in the context of, like, fun a lot of the time, right? And this is different, because we actually are talking about a sort of, like a real outrage, kind of basically, just right? Real reprehensible, yeah, and just neon shitheaded behavior, you know, yeah. is is what we're picking through this week. Um, yeah, and and I think the challenge for that is like, that, again, there are some decisive moral pronouncements that one can make about this situation. However. We're not here to be sanctimonious. We're trying to live. I like to think we are doing criticism even in talking about this. Uh, I feel like this is a, a really Yeah, because I like I I mean, like, let's 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 be let's be totally let's keep it a stack 50. Like the apology is a genre at yeah. the, at this point. I mean, and basically anybody who works in media can count themselves a student of it. So we're going to yes. talk about it a little bit. Yes. And even on my my former podcast on the, the Ringer Podcast Network, Damage Control, right, which was more explicitly about sort of 
like I remember Cam and I and Kate and I used to talk a lot about apologies specifically because in the moment we were making that podcast, I always had this thought of like, I don't like the idea that apologies have gone from being this thing that like we all do because we all sort of like have interpersonal static and regrets and this is a part of being a good person and sort of doing right by other people and celebrities finding a way in like the social media era to turn apologies into a kind of um like product basically like it's like you're scoring figure skating right is yeah is the notes app it's every everything from the, the yes. notes app era and beyond of apologies right i hate that i hate i hate the phenomenon of that i hate the cynicism around it, both on the part of of public figures who are doing those kinds of apologies, as well as people often who are extracting them, even even when the apologies are understandable. I just don't like the general phenomenon of the celebrity stage managed apology. And because I don't like it, that's why we're talking about it <laughs> this week. Um, Micah, can you give? Like a brief, accessible explanation of wow. the basic thing that happened here. I have quotes if you need even, them. Even though I kept the story at full extended legs length and have not read a single collected news item about it, I can explain this to you in short order because I learned about it basically through osmosis. This so, is like a reply. This is like like a reply all yes, yes, no. I will acknowledge this whole this segment. Yeah, I mean, like, please, like, yeah, please, please, please do, please do correct me if you if you see that I'm getting any of this wrong, right? I won't correct you. I'll leave it to listeners to correct us in this episode. <laughs> but yeah, I have documentation. Yeah, I, like, but this go is, ahead. yeah, but this is this is uh, um. Basically, the baby was performing his set at uh, Rolling Loud in Miami uh, a few weeks ago. And at some point, he the music cuts off and he's walking around stage doing the shit talking and the play breaks that rappers do. And he's just kind of like, hey, yo, you know, all my fans that... Um, uh, I, I think it was that don't suck dick in the parking lot. Wait, okay, <laughs> put, so your, put, your, put your phones in there. And then like he kind of continued on uh, like even like sensing in the moment, it seems like. I mean, like as I watched the video, sensing the moment that that's kind of like a weird thing that like, you know, nobody really is going to accept something like that in this in the year of our Lord 2021. Uh, attempted to clarify it then by saying like, no, 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 no. I mean, like, you know, if you don't have any sexually transmitted diseases, put your phones in the air. And it was just, it just continued to get worse and worse and worse. And he demonstrated uh, a, like a stunning lack of uh, knowledge about uh, sexually transmitted diseases for somebody that rap so much about sex. Uh and I mean, like then I basically what happened days afterwards has been the, the the most protracted and like, you know, cat swiping at the cartoon bird and ending up in the rhythm section unfolding of like the apology cycle 
that anybody can remember, like in recent memory. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I think that we're like at this juncture, I don't really know what we're supposed to think, except for that we know that he should stop talking and we feel bad for his publicist. And, yes. um, you know, let's get some good sex ed in schools. <laughs> I know the current state of social media is such that a lot of people are apologizing for a lot of things all the time. I think to give your give give listeners right a sense of this this whole ordeal in the hierarchy of outrages, I do want to read the sort of the key quote, the key hype man quote from the stage. Quoth the baby. If you didn't show up today with HIV, AIDS, or any of them deadly sexually transmitted diseases that'll make you die in two to three weeks, then put your cell phone lighter up. That's the quote. I think it is important to specify that this did come from nowhere. Like, yeah. out of nowhere. Like, I mean, like, not, not that, like, you know, the baby hasn't in, like, in the past been not so subtly telling us who he is, you know, if you wanted to pay closer, close enough attention to him. Just that, like, this thing, which was punctuated by gunshot sounds, like, you know, like the DJ dropping gunshot sounds in the set, came from nowhere. That'll get him on my side. Totally like, unprovoked. Yeah. It's, it's like, like it's, it's just... wild that the best thing you could say about <laughs> the tirade is that it it reads like something Dave Chappelle would write to make fun of the baby in a sketch about you know, baby. I was thinking that is I was thinking that exact thing. Like, it's, it's so like, overwritten. It's, it's like it's, two it's dependent so, clauses. It is literally like you remember uh the the story of Gangstalicious yes, and the Boondocks. The, yes. Yeah. Like it's literally it seems it like it yeah, it is it is Gangstalicious. It is Gangstalicious talking about, you know, you know, maybe uh his you know what? I'm not even gonna finish that, but you need to watch the story yeah, go of back Gangstalicious. And watch the story of Gangstalicious, Boondocks. What was the season? It had to be like three, I think, probably two or three. Um and here's the thing. We would not be... Like, look, this it sucks. Like, him getting on stage and saying that sucks. Um, people in the crowd did not react well to it. And after the show... It's sort of... Everything that plays out afterward is why I'm interested in this, right? Because really, like, two things happen concurrently, right? At least as I'm watching it play out. And this is actually where I think it's important that, like, because... This feels like one of those Scooby-Doo social media mysteries where, again, I don't have a Twitter account. Listeners know this. So I'm piecing this together as a series of headlines that, I, you know what? I have not, I have not felt so overwhelmed by a sequence of headlines since the United States led the invasion of Iraq, right? Because it's sort of, <laughs> what you have is like concurrently, you have DeBaby, um, doubling down after this, right? Because it's sort of people are reacting at the show, then people are reacting to footage from the show. Then this is becoming a storm in headlines, right? Where people are relating, like, the baby said this at the show. Can I read you some more comments from the baby after the fact, sort of doubling down? He says, um, 
I'm going to address this weak-ass internet shit one time. And I'm going to get back to giving my love to my fans. What me and my fans do at the live show, it don't concern you niggas on the internet. Or you bitter bitches on the internet. It's not your business. So that's that's one genre of response from the baby. The other genre of response is... <laughs> is and again, the way I was experiencing it, it felt like I was experiencing them concurrently, right? So you have that response, and then you have what is it? He goes on it's so, Instagram. Like, it is, and t- it's like it is so funny to like just kind of read these, like uh, just a total shadow reading with with no sort of emotion behind them whatsoever. It's just right. kind of like I, it's it's just insane to put these things end to end. But continue, right? And then the other kind of side of one's mouth, right, is him saying, anybody who done ever been affected by AIDS, HIV, y'all got the right to be upset. What I said was insensitive, even though I have no intentions of offending anybody. Uh, okay, the best part of this statement was where he says, uh, but the LGBT community, I ain't tripping on y'all, do you. Y'all business is y'all business. <laughs> right? And it's sort of, <laughs> I feel like these are just two examples but in the moment of all of this playing out, you basically had two babies emerge. You had publicist baby, right? You basically had ghost written baby, who was clearly a publicist or some wiser person intervening to write like really corporate PR copy being like, I stand with the LGBT community and yeah, regret this and misunderstanding. Then, <laughs> and then you got like... uh you know, Southern Baptist Church repassed the baby. No. Wait, slash T.I. the baby. Slash T.I. the baby. <laughs> oh, man. Um, and I don't think I, I don't think I've ever seen that move where, you know what I mean? I think you have, okay, usually with apologies, you either have, you, I feel like you have two kinds of people, right? You have people who aren't built for this kind of thing and they clearly retreat behind a publicist, right? And it could be something where somebody is clearly wildly out of pocket or I mean, it could be like, a misunderstanding, is, but they're like, and I the thing need is that, like, you know, it's, it's very, like, it's, it's obvious because of like, you know, the fist of their, of their tweets changes, um, <laughs> like the meter of like, you know, their, the, the Instagram captions, the words they're using. Mm-hmm. You can smell um, the blood in the water. Yeah, you, you can, can you can smell, smell it. it. You yeah. can smell it. You can smell it. But that's for the, it's like, you either have that kind of person who is sort of, you're like, oh no, this is going left. Or you have somebody like with the baby in the first instance, right? Where it's like, I'm going to double down on this. It's none of y'all business. But in, I've never seen somebody pull a maneuver of like a trying, trying both, both approaches simultaneously. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, I, it's, it's not both, it's not both trying both approaches simultaneously. It's more than one person having the password. At the same time. Yeah, yes, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. They needed, you needed a face ID situation as opposed to a, a, you know. I'll take that phone for you, my good man. You needed two factor, not one factor. Um, And then the other way this escalated, right, is the the baby extended universe. Uh, (laughs) Managing to... (laughs) A horrifying concept. Interlope. Well, it's the horrifying concept is that 
the the baby extended the universe is that it's here impl- and that it's now <laughs> well, if that it managed to implicate simultaneously like Dua Lipa and Elton Tory John, Lanes but also and, Tory Lanes and Ti and this is like the point in the apology cycle where um, all of an artist or actor or whomever's label mates or whoever else their agent represents pour into the breach to like, you know, talk about this person's character and also to distance themselves from them a little bit, a lot, a bit. Yeah. Like if you made a song, if you say Dua Lipa and you made a song with the baby, you got to get out here and do something. Because I mean, like also (laughs) it's like, there's like, um, another part of this is that like the baby features will will or have already started to yeah. disappear from songs on streaming services. The same thing happened with Tory Lanez. Um, it's like Octavia never existed at this point. Um, like it's just kind of once the once it starts once. This is, I think, like kind of like the present that was set in motion with like, you know, kind of I think it was X's music being taken off of. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Streaming that surface. Was, yeah. yeah. I remember that yeah. because like Kendrick was one of the people who was like, nah. nah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, now that is like, you know, standard practice is that like if the baby was featured on something, he's probably going to not be on that song anymore. Yeah. They're taking you off. Um, but again, okay, so I'm absorbing this whole controversy. I see the quote from Dua Lipa. I'm surprised and horrified at the baby's comments. I don't like, first of all, this is like one of those controversies where the fact that the baby's name is the baby just makes every statement like 10 so times So much funnier. I'm surprised and horrified at the baby's comments. <laughs> This, this is, is not the baby I know. This is, yeah, this, this she is not. Says this that. is not the baby I worked with. This is yeah, not this is, it's just like you know, it's Mad Libs. It's Mad. It's Mad Libs is what it is. And the thing, even when this, ha- I was like, okay, I at again in real time as the story is developing. I hadn't watched the footage from the show and I wasn't on Twitter. Twitter is like great in a moment like this in the sense that you can at least be up, up entirely minute to minute up to speed on the context of something. Yeah. Also like it's fun to like approach a news item from like the jokes in. Like. Yeah. That's a good point because the way I experienced it was, you know, the next thing I knew, I, a headline has loaded on my phone saying Elton John has denounced the baby. And at that point, I realize I am living in a simulation. Uh, we're all trapped in a maze of relationships. Uh, <laughs> Elton John, we've been shocked to read about the HIV misinformation, homophobic statements made at a recent baby show. Yeah, and I mean, like, Elton John is like an OG. He's like done this. He's been in this sort of controversy before. Yes, El- all millennials will remember uh, Elton John being sort of like instrumental at one point in sort of Eminem versus the culture, right? <laughs> in the sense of Eminem, uh, 
you know, like being in his prime, like a wildly offensive rapper who and just you know, like being white and just yeah, wanted just, to say whatever he wanted. Right. You know, a lot of like performative homophobia. Right. Like a lot of loud homophobia. And a lot of this, you know, there's like obviously a lot of outrage around Eminem in that moment, but there's also the climactic sort of Eminem. It was the VMAs, right? Like Eminem bringing out Elton John with like the stage totally doing a 180 and revealing Elton John playing piano at the VMAs, singing the chorus to Stan in place of Dido. My tears gonna go to wondering why I got out of bed at all. Um, Honestly, though, this is like, maybe that is like the beginning of like the, you know, performative image rehabilitation that you're talking about because that is like the most time that that's, that's the, the most successfully it's ever been done. Yeah, that was like a really, yes. Because that, that was clearly the point of it, right? Like, there was a sense yeah. of, Eminem trying to kind of square the circle of becoming somebody who was as off-putting as Eminem was to a lot of people in his prime, but also being the biggest thing in the world. And it does feel like that's very much what the Elton John Eminem moment was about, right? Right. Um, that said, like, Eminem didn't apologize. Like, that wasn't really about... that. Ap- that wasn't really apology craft and that there wasn't really an apology. And Eminem is never It's really just kind apologized. of like, hey, I'm next to... Hey, I'm next to a queer icon. Like, yeah, you know. and it was it was like, these things can play nice together. You know what it was? That's what it was. It was like, these yeah, things there can, you go. There yeah. you go. And I mean, like, it's like there never really was any sort of apology. There was that... Uh, I feel like it was a joke in a Seth Rogen movie where he was like doing like an interview like on a, a on like uh late night television and he was just kind of like oh yeah like you know y'all didn't know like I've been gay this whole time like and he, yeah. like he was just kind of like and I think that's as close as anyone ever got yeah it's self that but the, yeah self-deprecation is the closest you ever get with Eminem although you can yeah. kind of see he Eminem also does the thing though like the post-Trump thing where he's like a you know, he's like a, a white boomer lib a little bit. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, it's just kind of like a a, a throwback to an era when some guy standing on a hilltop using the right words could shift yeah. the minds of like half the nation. Yeah. But the thing is that like nobody's fucking trying to do that watching a BT cipher. <laughs> yes. It oh, also man. feels like at least, yeah, Eminem always was sort of complicated by the fact that with Eminem, right, outrage and these kind of provocations were always clearly part of the point. The thing that makes it so different from the baby is that that's just not what the baby is at all. You know what I mean? It's like if if Ludacris, like I know we hate being compared to Ludacris, but I guess we about to go there. Um you know what I mean? It's like not the baby is not Eminem. <laughs> that is why yeah. this feels so stupid. The baby is not Eminem. All that to say, we're not talking about Eminem. We're talking about the baby. We need a break, and then we can continue to talk about the baby. <laughs> the baby is a loaded subject this week. We'll, but we'll figure it out. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Pondering the Bagel with Tom. Oh, the paradox of the bagel. Tis crunchy yet soft. Tis filling yet has a hole. Tis a vehicle for spreads, but only travels from toaster to plate. Thomas's huzzah, a toast to breakfast. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important 
to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. How, how did we get to the point that like the baby is being denounced by Dua Lipa. Uh, and I am going, if you would allow me to go back to the beginning of time. Yeah, please, please do this. Jean-Jacques um, Rousseau once said. Like, Jean-Jacques Rousseau once said. <laughs> no. Uh, the thing is, is that like the baby uh like originally went by baby jesus <clears throat> was a first achieved achieved virality by walking around in an oversized diaper and rapping um the other things that were interesting about him were uh the fact that he at, like had done the boogie on the cops several times uh knocked people out at his own shows um, so, I mean, like kind of for being this weird, uh, raw rap figure, sort of like if, um, the version of Ludacris that wore the giant foam arms and the get back video had come to life. Yeah. Yeah. But, but the, um, I mean, like, basically what happened was is that he changed his name to the baby, you know, the, the percussive rapping was exciting. He was able to find his pocket on basically every type of song. And he made really fun music videos uh, that landed him late night placements fairly early on. So then he was able to be touched by even like pure pop stars like Dua Lipa. That's where here because he ended up on literally half of the music industry's albums. Um, and so now everybody's kind of got to be like, because of the way everything functions, everybody kind of has to comment on the situation. Yeah. You know, it's the, like the, 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 the silence is deafening or whatever. Yeah. But it's sort of to synthesize like a lot of what you just described. Right. It's sort of like, the baby cleaned up nice. You know what I mean? And I think exactly the, the reason why I don't know, I gravitated to wanting to sort of talk this through with you this week, right? Is that this is to my mind at least, right? It's um it's kind of a recurring problem of hip hop. I actually thought about this a lot when, you know, a while ago, obviously, we talked about after um actually before 
DMX died, and then shortly after he died, we did two different episodes. We talked about DMX, and DMX is definitely a rapper who will have you thinking about that a lot, right? Because DMX, yeah, I mean, like we were talking about favorite songs. I was just like, yeah, we, I can't even like listen to the third verse of "Get At Me, Dog." Yeah. Like it's not like a, but yeah, continue. Sorry, but it's like it's wild, homophobic, problematic stuff, and yet yeah. it's stuff that you know. Maybe it's because again, the first rap album. I ever loved was it's dark and hell was hot. It's stuff I can never throw out with the bathwater. You know what I mean? And so it's I feel like rap, every generation of rap has that that sort of rude awakening, right? Or that sort of tension at least. Um of a lot of this music is made by people who clean up nice, but who if you sort of trace them back to their element. It's not that surprising. You know what I mean? Like, I, it's not yeah. that surprising that <laughs> the baby is it's no more surprising than when T.I. turns up in some interview talking about protecting his daughter's virginity or some shit like that. Right. Like, it's sort of yeah. you're like, oh, right, right. This guy is right. OK, right. Like this guy wasn't born a celebrity who knows how to behave himself. This guy is T.I. This <laughs> is like, he's this guy so raw to his auntie. No, I mean, like, sorry, that was future. That was, but yeah, like, it's like the T. Yeah, it's a, it's like, these are these trap niggas, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like, they, yeah. say they, they put on a suit and everything, but like, this is, they, you know. But the thing the that chip kind of, gets activated. It does. But I think the thing that makes it hard to talk about at the, the level of um, a discourse about a celebrity, right? Is because I think in a lot of contexts, if you say something like, oh, okay, uh, well, you know, hip hop is populated by a lot of like people from like a working class background, like the way something like that gets thrown out a lot of the time feels very like weasley right like it's oh yeah absolutely like yeah. it's just like it's too weasley to 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 like acquit somebody on those grounds because yeah. like they are like a prominent public figure and that thus like kind of like have a responsibility to the things that they put out in public yeah. um yeah like uh i'm like it's what we are characterizing is that like it's not surprising that this happens kind of like you know uh Oh, wait, no, this is, I don't know if you missed this, because this is actually, this straddles sports and music world, you know? James Harden was wearing, like, a face mask or the bubble that had, like, the thin blue line on it. Like, the, no, the, the really? The I totally lives, missed this. No. The blue lives wow. matter flag on it. Yeah, yeah, like, you know, like, was posted up with it. And, like, the thing is that like those those masks have like the 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 skull painting on it like the bottom the half Punisher? of the skull. Which yeah, skull? like you you yeah. know yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. basically you know made for yeah made for made for men that use like that buy titanium wedding rings for men you know <laughs> like anyway like the that the, that picture comes out everybody's just kind of like James Harden is. You know, like he doesn't stand with the, you know, like Black Lives Matter. Blah, I blah, missed blah, this. Blah. This happened. And You're not thug, making this yeah, up and, on and the fly. Young, no, I'm not making it up. A young thug, young thug of all people comes out and says, you know, uh, don't worry about uh, James Harden. Y'all know he don't have internet. Like, <laughs> 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 Yo. 
Yo, I read this this oh, entire. It's just like, and it was so funny because it was just kind of like, you got to let it up because he was just kind of like, y'all don't worry about twin. Y'all know he dumb as hell. Um, oh, but, but look, I, yo, I totally missed that. And I, listeners, please email us at soundonlypod at gmail.com to, conf- to back my up on this because I refuse to Google I'm it. I'm telling you. Um, okay. All right. It's un it's unsatisfying because you are you are uh attempting to quell rage after wrongdoing with knowledge that would have been helpful before. Like it's just kind of like Yeah, and it almost feels pa- it's, patronizing too, right? It's pa- used- it is yeah. patronizing because it's just kind of like, you know, you should have seen this or should have caught on or I because it's usually you know what it is is that it's not it's information that kind of like needs to occur naturally in mass not something that one person can tell to another person because it will sound condescending coming from anyone yeah and you you know what to build on that though it's like I think a common complaint in moments like this that a certain kind of person has right is that like you, you hear people throw out things like outrage culture and cancel culture, and there's sort of an idea of like, well, how you expect somebody to notice if they ain't go to uh, Ivy League college, right? And th- look, there's a certain genre of people being mad about things, especially on the internet. That yeah, you could file under like, yeah, people I mean, maybe like not you, being like up to speed out- on certain things. This is not one of those things. Yeah. <laughs> not one of those things you know what i mean and it's hard to make excuses for something like this right where it's just like listen you don't have to go to yale no 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 yeah this is this is like i said yeah it is important oh yeah this is very important that we draw this distinction because this is like this this is a very clear distinction like between peeing in the pool and peeing into the pool like there is yes yeah thank you like this is it's it is like it would have been a different thing if he, you know, was sitting, you know, on one of those director's chairs across from an interviewer with a phone mic in the vitamin water tent getting asked a question about, you know, this sort of thing. And he came up with a really clumsy answer that yeah, was also yeah. ignorant. Yeah. This is again. I reiterate and emphasize out of nowhere, completely unprovoked, hateful speech. Pissing into the pool. Pissing (laughs) into the pool. That because there is there is and there is an inherent disrespect in it. Yes. And I I don't know. I don't know what to. It's funny because I think like all of the moral pronouncements, right, you can make about the baby, uh, you know, in this moment. Like, they got, okay, so what's happened, right? What's the latest? He's been, he's been pulled off three different festival bills, right? He was, he was put off Lollapalooza, like, within a day of, like, being intended to perform at Lollapalooza. He got pulled off a show in Vegas. And then, what was the third one? It was GovBall, New York, right? GovBall, I think, yeah. Yeah. Um... He's pulled off all these festival bills, right? He probably deserves it on like seven different levels, right? He deserves it. He played himself. 
I read this T.I. T.I. <laughs> I read a statement from T.I. <laughs> that is dumb as shit, but that got me thinking about something. He said, okay, I want to disavow T.I. first of all, but I'm going to read something he said. He said, he's, ta- he's drawing a comparison to little Nas X being out and proud and performing in a kind of way that probably makes T.I. Oh. uncomfortable. You read this. Let thing, me right? let me just go ahead yeah, and go just, ahead. just say you. like Michael Wilbon, my nigga. I'm <laughs> glad you brought this up because no, go ahead, please. For posterity, read please read the statement, please. Uh, in the beginning, he's talking about Lil Nas X, right? He's like the performance and video man. I got a lot of respect, for bro, because he had the courage to live his truth. But that shit ain't for me. Just can't look at it. And I don't want my children seeing it either. <laughs> and here's where he draws the comparison. He says, if you have a Lil Nas X video and him living his truth, you're going to damn sure have people like the baby who are going to speak their truth. There ain't nothing wrong with none of that. It ain't got to be no hate. It's all honesty, partner. <laughs> That's right now. For those of you, <laughs> for those of you, that would hear T.I.'s words and think, you know what? He's got a point, you know? <laughs> There's something to that. There might be an inkling of, there might be a kernel of truth in there, you know? Maybe there are bad people on both sides. I just want to let you know that you don't have to be ashy all your life. <laughs> You can, you Mike, at any time. He's crying. He's crying. Mike is crying. Uh, at any, to, at any time. At any time. I want, because I just want this for you. I want, I want, I want, I want moisture for your skin and your lips. You know? Steph, play, that's, the, that's, play the Sarah McLaughlin song in the background. This is, I've, I'm we just have the saying, licensing? you know, because you crusty motherfuckers always want to bring up this, you know, like we can have opposing viewpoints when one of those is denying someone's reality or right to exist. <laughs> no, but, but but listen, like I okay, that there's that part of it, right? It's dumb on that level. Yeah, I like it's like you know, but it's don't trying, like I, I mean like you don't in. have to like again. But this is like I'm saying like this is why taking it seriously is a losing game yeah, because now exactly. we have yeah. an we have an arena where someone like Ti can step in and say some dumb shit like that. Yeah, like it, it's drawing an equivalence that I certainly am not comfortable with. However, that said, at the top of the convo, this is sort of you were talking about the trap of taking it seriously, and I was talking about the trap of like, look. I don't, it's not, this is not a thing I feel the need to be even sanctimonious about. Like, I feel like it's very clear that the baby is wrong. And you can even yeah. tell he think he wrong because he's doubling down in a way that only somebody who's wrong in their bones <laughs> does, <laughs> right? And you don't really need to hear me be sanctimonious about it. What I'm more so concerned about, after setting aside, I think, all of the obvious moral, again, deductions, is that... It just kind of sucks that the nature of celebrity, right? The nature of all of this stuff, mass media culture, you know, some people like to complain about late capitalism. That's not my bag. My bag is I complain about mass media and celebrity and that that kind of thing gets under my skin because I look at it and say, look, man, it sucks that I live in a world where I know what the baby thinks about shit. (laughs) 
at all. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I think that's, yes, yes. I think that's yes. my problem, right? Is is like again, like like I mean, like I'm saying is like that this is a genre, and there's a like there is an attention economy for it, and this is uh, and we are. And we have, like, and the thing is that, like, it's it's almost like you don't you don't mean to participate in it, but you just do, you know? Yeah. Because it's it's like it's, yeah. I mean, it's, it's like kind a, of the air. A, like, if you live, and like, I yeah. have, I have a theory, I have a thesis, right? Which is that a thousand years in the future, when the aliens are pouring over our civilization. And they're trying to understand America specifically. I think so many people think, oh, yeah, America's going to be remembered for Republican democracy. But no, no, no. You know what the main innovation of America is going to be? Is going to be mass media. That is going to be the thing that historically, in retrospect, like if you're trying to understand the phenomenon of America, America is going to be understood as the, the state that inflicted mass media and all of its associated brain poisoning <laughs> on the world. And do I know that I'm lapsing a little bit into the Alex Jones oh accent as I say this? Yes. However, You're an intellectual dumbass. And I'm gonna... <laughs> but that's it. I'm, and I want to make a distinction here, which is I'm not, I'm not complaining about people caring about the story. We care enough about, about the, the baby story to talk about it. But... It, it, so it's not about that. It's more so just that, um, and I'm I'm not advocating either a sense of playing dumb, right? Like, yeah. again, the baby, this is all the baby's fault. The baby shut the fuck up. None of us will be here, right? I guess what I'm saying is like, I think this about the baby, but I also think it about a Taylor Swift, right? Which is like, it's one thing if you are, it's it's one thing if you are an artist. Because like all artists in all corners of art, right? Like you have artists who have lots of thoughts about politics and society, right? And who are good at sort of making their art a forum for exploring those things, right? And engaging with things outside of just whatever their medium is, right? But again, the baby is not that, <laughs> right? And I think what I'm actually sort of getting at, right, is the sense in which we live in a society, as as one might say, right? We live in a society. We live in, we live in a society where that speech happens, and instead of like having it be like a non thing or yeah. like something that's hilarious, or somebody is being like this. Dude, this dumbass should have just yeah, shut up yeah. and sat there as food or whatever. It is for, right. It's right. Like, like it has to be it now. Like we got to roll out um, the publicist statements and the. We have to devote like a, a whole sub industry to processing this, right? Yeah. There are yeah. people whose their resume, their LinkedIn is dedicated to being like, listen, I was a part of the DeBaby apology tour of. July 2021. You know what I mean? Like that's that's where we're yeah. at. And again, the clarification is always to me. It's like it's no individual person's fault. This is not a thing where you go, "Oh man, I hate that people on Twitter be like this." I don't think it's any individual person on Twitter's fault, anywhere else's fault. It is because we live in a society. <laughs> right? There's something about I don't know. It's like Mass media has poisoned yet us are, in this way, where this news cycle can happen. Yeah, 
Yeah, we are participating in society. Curious. curious. Yeah, it is like, uh, it's just, yeah. I mean, like, it is like the air. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, I think we're done talking about the baby at this point. You know, I think I think we have expended all of our thoughts on the baby. But if you have thoughts on the baby or if you would like to corroborate my young thug James Harden factoid uh, or if you'd like to talk to us about literally anything else, you know, you can email us at soundonlypod at gmail.com. Yeah, we would love to hear from you. We really would. We would love. To, we would love. We would love to. We write back. See that we, wouldn't we, we write back constantly. We argue with y'all when you email us. I love doing it. It lets me procrastinate. I'm Justin Charity, and I'm Mike Peters. Shouts out to our producer this week, stepping in for Erica Cervantes, Stefan Anderson. We will see y'all next week. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.